Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way and we are here to discuss the post-match reaction to Arsenal first Leicester 2-0. What a victory. Arsenal are back into the top four. I'm joined by Chris Davidson just to dissect the game. Chris, what a game. What a game, Bailey. Um, a must-win going into it. Obviously, every game for us is a must-win now, isn't it, with the position we find ourselves in and obviously some of the results today um, have gone against us a little bit, uh, increased the pressure surrounding our position but um you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought that going into the game you know we started very bright um a lot of momentum a lot of energy going forward a lot of attacking intent we looked dangerous every time we 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 uh put the pressure on Leicester and yeah it was a very very quick start and it needed to be a quick start you know despite Leicester's struggles this season and despite the the good form we found ourselves in Going into this one, we know the 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 threat that Brendan Rodgers' side still has. You know they've got a lot of quality throughout the team, and it was never going to be, um, or not not until the match started. I wasn't viewing it as a straightforward game because we know the the the, the threat that, that the team possesses, as I was saying. So the, the the fast start was was crucial. I thought we controlled large parts of the game quite comfortably, and um, yeah, I mean an overall. A solid performance dipped off in the, the first half a little bit, um, closer to half time. But um, yeah, I mean, look, we can't you know, uh, be too disheartened about it. Um, we, we, it didn't cost us in any way, shape, or form. We, we got the three points, we kept a clean sheet. And um, yeah, I thought we looked quite comfortable throughout. So obviously, really pleased with the result. Yeah, I agree. It was a really, for me, a dominant performance by the players. I think. We really did see Arteta in full motion at times. It was excellent. It was so creative. The attack was always fluid. Every time he got the ball, he felt like something was going to be created. Something could happen. And I think that's a big difference between now and the start of the season where we were struggling to create. We were almost finding goals out of the rough. It was hard to find goals. It was really scruffy goals. But now the goals we were scoring, they all seem to be well-crafted, nicely worked. And it's just really amazing to see. And Chris, for you, what was the main reason we got the win? Was there a player in particular or was there a moment in particular why we were able to secure all three points? I think we defended really well. Obviously, that, that shows with a clean sheet. Ben White making a, a great tackle as well in in the first half, I think it was. Um, he was he was brilliant again today, as were all the lads, really. Um, they they done a done done what they needed to do, put in a good shift. Um, and we took our chances. We're obviously not every single one, of course. I still feel we had a few more opportunities throughout the 90 minutes where we could have put the ball in the back of the net. But nevertheless, you know, party gets up great for the corner and to score the first one. Um, and obviously our hard, hard work moving forward and, and dangerous movement, um, the, you know, the creating the chances to, to make things happen, that, that gets us the... The, the the penalty as well. Um, a clear handball. I don't know why entirely why it took so long to come to that conclusion. Um, you could see that it took a, a clear um, deflection off Soyuncu's hand. And um, again, like, obviously we know Lacazette hasn't been scoring um, you know enough goals this season or at least as many as he would have liked to have hoped to, to score. Um, but a clinical finish from the, the penalty spot, you know, um, under pressure considering, you know, his, his form. Um, but yeah, I, I just think we, we kept cool, composed heads. And, you know, when we're at this stage of the season, the, the, the position that we're in as well, on top of the results that are happening surrounding us, as I touched on a minute ago, it's important that we have that, that, that composure and the, the, the calm heads going into games like this. And I think that 
that shoe throughout. So really pleased with, with that, to be honest. And I think that was a big contributor to, to getting the three points today. It was absolutely a big point. And talking about the second goal, you mentioned Lacazette's goal there. But just before that, in the build-up, the VAR, for me, it took three minutes for them to finally award the penalty. It was almost like they were trying hard not to award Arsenal the penalty or they're trying to find any little solution where they're like, no, no penalty for Arsenal. But in the end, we did get the penalty. Chris, do you think VAR took too long with that decision? I wasn't too happy with it myself. There was only sort of really one camera angle that that you could sort of see yeah. the the handball through, um, and that was the one that was behind the goal, um, behind the net, and uh, from that angle, for me, you know, um, it, it was quite clear to see that the ball changed direction and it took a deflection off Soinchu's hand. The other camera angles weren't great, and um, I'm glad obviously they didn't really mainly focus on them ones. So I can see why. It took a little bit of time in that aspect, but even then, you know that that camera angle from behind the goal. I only needed done about you, Bailey, and about what about Arsenal? Other Arsenal fans, of course, watching the game. But for me, I only needed one look at that camera angle from behind the goal, and that was clear. It took a deflection off Soyuncu's hands. So, um, uh, not many great camera angles, you know, due to the position of, of where it happened. Um, and, and the position of the cameras. Um, so I can see why that was far from ideal for, for VAR. But apart from that, there wasn't really anything else to you know, tell the ref and tell the, the people on VAR not to give the penalty. So, yeah, it, it didn't need to take as long as three minutes, did it? No, it really did not need to. But let's just talk about the excellence of Arsenal rather than the disappointments of the referees. And I want to single out Martin Odegaard today. Once again, Sky Sports awarded him with man of the match and I think it was deserved. He's really showing how important he is and what enforcer he is in the midfield. I know people in recent times, they've been almost complaining about him that he doesn't get enough goals or enough assists. But I think in this game was proved that he's much more than that. Pep Guardiola said himself, people judging player on a, on a statistic is completely wrong. And Odegaard is literally living proof that he's right there. He's showing just how important he is to the Arsenal attack. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you can be a significant and a crucial player to a, a team, you know, without scoring the goals and providing assists. And Mikel, um, sorry, Martin Odegaard highlights that perfectly. You know, his movement with, without and without the ball is exceptional. You know, his his vision, his work rate, his leadership qualities as well that he brings to the side, magnificent. You know, just his dribbling on on, on the ball and. Um, just you know, he's, he's such a tidy player, isn't he? He makes the the difficult things look simple. I think there was one scenario where he got himself into a bit of a tricky situation. A lot of Leicester players surrounding him, but he managed to to get out of the situation um, nice and and coolly. So quality, classy. You know, this is what we associate with Martin Odegaard. Is what we're starting to see a lot more from him as well. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, there was a. A certain James Madison. Apparently, there was a certain James Madison on that pitch tonight, um, but nowhere to be seen because Martin Odegaard was outclassing him and the rest of that Leicester team. And uh, for someone who admittedly was in favour of a move for Madders yeah. last summer, um, I'll hold my hands up and yeah. and just you know say uh, that I was terribly, terribly wrong. Um, as I'm, I know for, as a fact that a lot of Arsenal fans will be repeating that as well. So. Credit where credit's due to Edu and Mikar Teta for sticking by Martin Odegaard because he was a player who, let's be honest, didn't set the world alight during his loan spell with the club last last season. But um, we could certainly see glimpses of his quality, of his potential, see glimpses of what he could bring to this Arsenal side. 
And obviously those behind the scenes were very, very confident that we would start seeing those those signs and those bits of quality from Martin a lot more consistently. And that's exactly what we've seen this season. And as I keep saying, as I always say, when we speak about Odegaard Bailey, the scary thing is he's still very young, what just mm. still 23, you know, he's only going to get better. And we are very, very lucky to have a talent like him. Extremely lucky. And I'm in the same boat as you, if I'm being honest. I really wanted James Madison in the summer. I was preferring him over Martin Erdegaard. But now it seems crazy. I think the quarter price of Madison was around 75 million and Erdegaard 35 million. That seems like mayhem to do that now. And this shows how well Erdegaard has done. Because when he first came in, he wasn't also, also favoured by Mikel Arteta. But he caught his chance, took it by both hands. And now he's our, I would say he's probably our most important player. If he's missing from the side, I'd be extremely right for the midfield. And He's just shown the how the lengths he have done he has done to improve and improve Arsenal as a whole as well. And with with Liverpool coming up on Wednesday, Chris, we did put a lot of work in today. Do we need to rotate? I know Erdegaard in in particular was pressing higher, but would you see any rotations compared to the game against Leicester, or would you keep the momentum going? Well, we could see some changes based on obviously how hard we had to work today. Um, we obviously will have to wait and see if any knocks picked up as well. I know Saka got fouled quite a bit and was on the receiving end of a few fouls, which concerned me. I thought he could have been brought off a little bit sooner, maybe, um, than, than when he was brought off in the end. But um, I, I wouldn't change too much, personally, if I'm going into this one as Mikel Arteta, because th- this team is in great form and it's doing great things. You know, Obviously, the confidence is really high as well. I mean, the fact that we've got the likes of Nicola Pepe, obviously, Emil Smith-Rowe's back now as well. Um, it helps and gives us extra options if we need to to, to make a couple of changes. But personally, I'm looking at it. I, I wouldn't, unless it's absolutely necessary. I wouldn't make mm. any changes because everyone's in great form. Like I said, the confidence is high, and um, you know, yeah, we're just looking solid at, at the back going forwards. We're scoring goals. Um, I guess that was a positive, another positive to take from today. The fact that obviously we conceded a couple at the weekend against um, against Watford. But today we were solid, far more compact, organised um, and, and reassuring at the back. So that's good. Um, and it goes to show, you know, despite maybe a few questionable decisions and displays uh, at, at Watford, um, some poor moments of defending, um, this team can learn quickly and, and put those mistakes right, get them, you know, become better and become stronger for it. So that's a um, big reassurance to me, as it is, I'm sure it is for a lot of Arsenal fans. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not changing too much personally, Bailey, if I'm Arteta. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think next season, we'll need to, if we're playing Champions League football, we are going to be playing Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday and a Saturday again. So we're going to have to get used to this and, of course, rotate a couple of players here and there. But I think for Liverpool, we should go full strength. And, Interesting, you touched on the clean sheet there for today against Leicester. And I think Ramsdale is becoming Leicester's kryptonite a little bit because we saw in the first game in November when Ramsdale made that amazing save from James Madison's free kick. And then again in the first half from Harvey Barnes's head on, you saw Brendan Rodgers' reaction. He was like, wow, what a save. And uh, that's just big homage to, to Aaron Ramsdale, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's amazing, isn't he? Um, what a save. I mean, my reaction was exactly the same as Brendan Rodgers after they, yeah. they shoot that, that replay. Um, wow. Uh, I said exactly the same. What a save. Um, but this is the thing with Aaron. You know, this this is normal. You know, he pulls off these crazy saves, but it's no surprise to us anymore, is it? Because we've become so used to it over the course of the season. 
And um, yeah, I mean, his reflexes are, well, they've got to be up there with one of the, the best reflexes in, in the Premier League for a goalkeeper. Um, incredible. And just oh, so many occasions this season, you know, he's kept us in the game, saved our backs at times um, or, or kept the, 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 the sort of um, the, the clean sheets high at times. So, um, yeah, incredible. And, um, yeah, we're, we're really, again, we're just like Odegaard, really. We're lucky to have Ramsdale at the club. That's, you know, the, the, the position where we find ourselves in at the minute after so many amazing displays from him. So, um, yeah, just feel, feel fortunate, feel lucky to have him, as I do with so many of the players at the minute. You know, when we're on a, a good run of form, um, when the confidence is high, and, of course, we're seeing the real Arsenal, we're still seeing the real potential that for so long we've associated with some of these players, yet we just haven't been able to reach that level. But now we, it looks like we finally are and we're seeing the best version of them. And um, it's, it's a pleasure to watch. It really is a pleasure to watch. And for me, Chris, I believe we found our perfect system. And I know Liverpool, they have their clear their clear formation, their, their clear system, the 4-3-3. Man City also have their clear system. And I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing right now with Erdegaard, Party in their positions. I think they're thriving. They've been the best they have been in an Arsenal shirt. And that I think that is due to the system as well. And do you believe the same? Do you think this is our go-to formation ahead in the future for now? Yeah, why, why not? You know, it, it's like when we speak about changing the start and 11, changing the team around. I mean, a guy will know who's who's um, working on the stream in the background. Uh, I've done a start and 11 predictor with him a couple of days ago and I selected the same team um, as Arteta's gone for uh, over the last few weeks and I played away to, to Watford uh, because I'm a strong believer in, you know, keeping things the, cha- the, the same when things are going well. You know, why change things when, when things are working nicely and going in our favour? Um there's obviously a reason why we're in such good form and, and seeing progress on the pitch. Um, and you mentioned it there, that the system that Mick Arteta sort of tweaked in recent months and weeks is complementing some of these players really well. Obviously, Odegaard's got so much more freedom and, you know, he's, he's looking so much more confident on the ball, dictating play, as is Thomas Partey, who's obviously playing a more sort of defensive midfield role with Granit Xhaka just in front. But with Granite just in front, it's enabling Thomas to, again, di- dictate play, have more time on the ball. He's got got, got a Granite Xhaka just in front of him. Um, and we know the, the qualities that, that Party has. You know, he's, he's great on the ball. He's strong, got great vision, good passer, likes to sort of make those those runs forward with the ball and, and, and look to open up passages of play. So, um, you know, just like the system, just like the team, you know, there's no real sort of excuse or reason for Arteta to change too much, at least. Obviously, sometimes that, that does depend on the opposition that you're going up against and the system that they set up with as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, my thoughts on this are exactly the same with the, the team, Bailey, for Liverpool. Let's, let's not change things too much. Let's stick to our, our plans, our, our own game. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it continues to, to show the positive results because of it. Absolutely. Let us open. Let us pray because Arsenal are booming right now. And we're going to end the show there, guys. So make sure you leave a like and comment. Chris, as always, thank you as well, mate. Now, always a pleasure, Bailey. Thanks for having me on. And thank you to everyone getting involved today. Um, I'm sure we're all going to have a great evening after that. A great evening and a great morning too. And you can catch us in the morning as well on the Arsenal agenda. Are you on tomorrow, Chris? I believe so. I believe so. So I'll catch you all then.
So it'll be me and Chris tomorrow, guys. Make sure you tune in and subscribe. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Yeah, he almost scored um, shooting. He had a great shot on the crossbar. So he was involved in both goals. Uh, they had, uh, he scored on the penalty as well and, and the other action when he had the shot. Um, you could see he was voted player of the month last year and he's come a long way. He has the consistency of the minutes. He understands what we want much better. I think his cohesion understanding with, with the rest of the players is getting better and better. And now it's about consistency and, and keep doing it. The consistency of, of him, but also the whole team at the mm. moment. Everyone seems to know what they're doing, what, what the system is. How important is that to the one well, this is what all the coaches want and, and they can understand what we want to do it and they can do it at a certain speed as well. Uh, well. Then it gets more complex because you need the right timing, the right technique, the right quality, the right decision making. But you could see today there were moments where when, when it clicks, um, everybody's in the same page and, and they all look for the same things, which is very important. Nick, I'm um, talking about consistency, Martin Odegaard is just playing well every single game he was terrific again today in in every aspect of the game uh, what he had to do in defending when we were in high when we were deep um, in build-up phase in the final thirds the way he understands and manages the game when he's needed um, I think it's coming um, a long way since since his arrival he's showing great maturity and responsibility on the pitch and um, and he makes the other players better I think when, when Leicester were coming back into the game on top, he was also concerned with all the other players going. That transfer fee you paid seems like a bargain now. Well, I don't know. It's still, it's still a little bit early to say that. But uh, we're certainly convinced that as a player that could fit um, in our club, in, in our model, that, um, that it has every value uh, that we want from the players to represent this club. And, uh, and then that it has the qualities for what we want to do. And um, we are really happy with him. Hi, Mikael. Um, I hope this isn't a stupid question, but how much value do you put on your players being happy? In the sense, are you talking about Martin just now and, and Thomas? And they're both players who, you know, it takes time to adapt when you come to a new club and yeah. various things that go on. But they look at home, they look mm. settled, they look happy. Do you feel they found a kind of new level of Yes, but I think that's the way it should be. I think if if the players that are representing the club are not happy, I think the people who are we are responsible for them, we have to go somewhere else because we are doing something wrong. You know, um, they have the the joy and the privilege to be football players. They have to enjoy it. It's not what is the purpose of of what they do. And now you can really sense that, uh, that they are having a good time together. They are enjoying playing football. They have this freedom and they can express it. And, and it's all about that. Mike? Uh, Joe, five consecutive wins speaks for itself. Wednesday night against Liverpool, is that now the acid test for this team and how you're growing? That's a different level now. Um, and we have to take the game into a new standards um, to have a chance to beat them. And we know that. And, uh, and tomorrow we're going to start to prepare how we can beat them and um, and how we're going to start believing that we can beat them, which is crucial to be able to beat them. Can I just ask you very briefly about um, Ramsdale? He seems to be unfurling a, a save of the season portfolio against Leicester City alone. <laughs> I think he had a great save uh, on, I think, with Jimmy Barnes' header 
in a crucial moment we were 1-0 up uh, and that's why you need your goalkeeper to to come out and and get you out of trouble and he certainly did it uh, today again. Hi. Okay, can I just ask with, with Thomas, was the, that interview where he spoke about you know, the 4 out of 10 performances, was that the sort of turning point for him and was there anything specific you did with him to build him back up, you know, extra work? Probably being his neck every day because he needs it a little bit. Uh, but I think at the end, he comes from the player. I think we, we discussed that the other day in the press conference. I think when, when a player accepts the reality and when a player accepts that, okay, he wants to be in a different position, you can expect that to happen if you don't change anything that you do and expect the rest to change. So he has started to do many other things and, uh, and you can see that he's enjoying on the pitch and this is what we want. Finish with James. Do you, do you allow yourself to look at the table at the moment? I mean, psychologically, for the players, is it important that you're on fourth and you stay on fourth now? <coughs> I look at the table with the games that we have remaining. Uh, we know where we are, but we have to look forward. We have to look in what we do, uh, focus in our performances and, and prepare for next match. And that's it, because the rest is just we're going to be guessing. I'm not a great gambler. I've never been and I don't want to gamble. <laughs> no.